This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So welcome back to another Pools Life feature. Today I'm joined by Pools stalwart Mickey Barron, whose Pools career was over two stints. Initially 96-97 to 97 season, on loan from Borough, then a permanent move and ended his stint at the end of the 2006-07 season. Thanks for coming on, and firstly before we get into the directly Pools related questions, a couple of people have asked, is the Legends game going to be a closer affair next time? And Jonathan McMillan also asked, if you had the chance to have your football career again, is there anything you would have done differently? Uh, well, we're starting off, hi everyone, starting off with the, the fans match. I have to say it was it was really enjoyable, the, the last game we played. It wasn't as close as probably we wanted it to be, but mm. I think for the first match as well, it was it was good fun, it was playing a good spirit, the weather was terrible, but mm. um, no, I think we could maybe mix the teams up or, or, or do something to try and get a little bit closer next time but yeah. you've got to remember what it's what it's all about it's about raising money and mm. um, everyone having a good time and I think if the weather was better and you could have a bit more of a carnival deal then yeah. um, I don't think the results are important but um, it would be nice to get a bit of a closer game yeah <laughs> and then if you had your chance to have your football career again is there anything you would have done differently well, the person that's asked that question, I actually work with at the school I am at the moment. He's left now and he's living in Doha. Right. And Johnny used to work in at Cardiff as an analyst, so okay. we used to speak a lot about football. Um, I don't think from a football point of view, there's much I would have done differently. I think you look back and when I was younger player at Middlesbrough, you probably wish you had a little bit more confidence in mm-hmm. your ability. Yeah. Um, because I remember if I ever got a chance to go and train with the first team you were that nervous about making a mistake mm. that you probably didn't do yourself justice really so um, probably just a little bit more confidence in the early part of my career I don't think at Hartlepool there's a lot I would have changed you know I think mm. in the majority it was a successful um, time for me personally and mm. time for the team um, the one thing I would change I would have done more qualifications outside okay. of football I mean I did all my coaching badges up the level four which is a one off the top mm. but I would have looking back now I would have done a lot more qualifications either out as a teacher to, to give me teaching qualifications mm. or even doing stuff like trying to train to be an electrician because yeah. I think once you step out of football you, you, you do realise that um, so it's hard it's hard to get a job mm. first of all mm. and then to, to make the money that you, you want to make to provide for your family so um, yeah, definitely probably do a little bit more training yeah. away from football. 
Okay, cool. Now on to pools. What does HFC mean to you? And could you perhaps give us some insight as to what the club was like at the time when you were there? Yeah, I get asked this question a lot, you know, and, and even I don't go to many games now and, and, and I don't speak to a lot of people there apart from Mark, who's in the media department. Mm. But it, it, it was a massive part of my life, but not only my life, my wife's and my kids' lives as mm. well. So... It, it, it's something that for that period of time that's all all I used to think about was yeah. playing for Hartlepool what we're going to do in training the players will sign and so it, it takes over your life and, and like fans it's it's it really is what you think about if mm. you had a bad game you go home and think about that if you had a good game you, you probably don't think about it as much you go home and enjoy it but I think the thing at the time was and it might sound like a cliche but we all grew up together I think mm there was a, a group of people who were similar age similar sort of philosophies on life and football and we we had a we had a family you know it was a it, I, I've just bought a Richie Humphreys this morning and mm. his dad's not very well so I was asking yeah. about that and and it's regular contact that we have with those people you know and, mm. it, and it was so enjoyable to go to work it, yeah. every day was we used to have such a laugh in training and um, just enjoy spending time with each other. And I think that definitely showed on the pitch. Mm. I think the cl- I think the club evolved when I first went there. It was um, under Mick Teard. It was a little bit. You were searching around for somewhere to train. You didn't always have your training kit. Mm. Um, we still used to have a little bit of fun in the dress room, but it was it wasn't the professional club. It, it, it was when Iowa took over, you know, when Iowa yeah. took over and, and Chris Turner came in, everything changed and changed for the better for the players, you know, mm-hmm. we got a lot more overnight steers, the preparation was better, the, the quality of the the equipment we're using were better, we're getting uh, match reports on the op- opposition, yeah. so it just became a lot more professional and, and that quite quickly showed on the pitch as well. So I open up the questions to the fans. So let's delve yeah. into them. Adam Davison asked, "What was your best moment from your time at Pools?" Well, oh, it's it's a really difficult. I, I actually spoke to someone yesterday about the playoff final, mm. and they were saying was that the highlight of your career? And I, th- I think it was. I think driving into the into the stadium and seeing all the fans and all the scarves and the yeah. and the flags being waved and and walking out the ground and just seeing them the amount of fans were there but I always say the best moment probably was the Tranmere game I yeah. think Richie scoring the penalty um and just realizing that we'd finally got to a playoff final yeah and seeing how happy everyone was in in the change room and the staff came in and everyone connected with the club mm. just seeing how, how happy they were that night and it you know it's one of those moments you you try and take a step back and just see see other people's reactions. So yeah. even though the the Millennium Final was sort of the highlight, I think that moment that you realise that we've done something was that game at Tranmere. Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect. Um, Zach Shelton wants to know what was the best away ground that you played at whilst you were at Pools? Oh, um, I, I used to really like Queens Park Rangers. I used to. Even though we never used to win there, if we ever played <laughs> there, it was, it was a fact that it was so close to the ground and it was intimidating. But it was—I always felt like they wanted to watch a good football match. Yeah. So yeah, Loftus Road, and I think another one that we played in a couple of times was probably Hillsborough. Right. And again, it, just for the atmosphere—the atmosphere when 
when they're doing well and singing it it's one of those things where you, you literally have to have to sort of concentrate just to carry on playing football so um, but there's loads of grounds that, that you think back on with fond memories you know they probably aren't the greatest of grounds but mm. um, I remember Akron and Stanley going there yeah. and it being absolutely horrible but the day we played there we sort of changed our season around yeah. under Danny Wilson yeah. um, so there's a lot of grounds like that I used to love playing at Barnet up the hill when uh, years ago when we used to play at Barnet so there's a lot of grounds that probably aren't the greatest of grounds but a lot that hold happy memories really yeah I mean you touched on Hillsborough there I remember when we went I think it was back in 2011 and uh, we were losing 2-1 and Tony Sweeney lobbed a keeper in the 89th minute and it's just times like that when as you said they've been singing all game and they've got their anthem and everything just to make them quiet and and just absorb the atmosphere in the stadium was pretty magical. Yeah, I'm glad you can remember that because I got. <laughs> <laughs> so a bit of a longer one here from uh, Alex Hodgson. If you had to pick your best pools team from one to eleven, who would get in? And you can pick yourself if you fancy. Uh, I've I've been thinking about this one. This is this is a really difficult one. Because A, I want to get in the good players, but I, I don't want to F upset any of my friends either. <laughs> but I think I'm going to have to. I'm not going to pick myself. Okay. Um, so I, I have been thinking about this quite a lot. So, and I'm going to have to play a couple of people out of position just to get other people involved in the All game. Right. So, and before we go on, if I do upset anyone, then I apologise because <laughs> there'll be a lot of good players, a lot of good friends, more importantly, that aren't in the team. <laughs> so I think uh, goalkeeper would I would have to go with Dimmy. Yeah. In goal, um, I'm going to play a back three, yeah, which is going to be Mickey Nelson, Ben Clark, and Chris Westwood, yeah, as a back three. Um, left wing back, and he'll hate us for this. In fact, he probably not speak to us for a couple of weeks. I will have to play Richie Humphreys at left wing back. Um, I know he hates that position more than any other, but. I need to get other people in the team, so apologies, yeah. Richie, if you're playing out there not enjoying yourself. <laughs> uh, right wing back, again, you probably won't want to play there, and he'll definitely moan about it, will be Tony Sweeney. Right. Um, just for his energy to get up and down the pitch and to be able to score goals. Yeah. The reason being is that I need to get these three people in midfield. Right. So the midfield three, I would have Mark Tinkler, yeah. Tommy Miller, and Jan Over Pedersen. Yeah. Which, even though he didn't play for very long, he, he still probably would get in the best eleven. Right. Which then allows us to have uh, Adam Boyd and Joe Porter up front. Well, you can't argue with the front two there. Not a chance. Well, I was thinking of putting Gabbers in because I know Gabbers will definitely more than his first. <laughs> no, I, I think those two are probably would probably get in everyone's team. Yeah. Right. Mark Carroll has a couple for you now. What was your favourite goal in a pool shirt, and what what was it like to manage the club in those stints that you had in the dugout? Well, favourite goal. Um, there wasn't that many to choose from, so <laughs> it's not that difficult. Uh, to be honest, I scored away at Southend. Uh, I think it was on a Friday night in the FA Cup. Yeah. And we won one nil, and we scored early on. It was quite a good goal from outside the box, and I just. I remember sort of because I didn't have that feeling very often that I was actually the match winner so that was probably my favourite goal mm. as as far as managing um, I absolutely loved it um, the one thing I wasn't prepared for though especially the first time I was caretaker manager was how many people relied on the manager mm. to make simple decisions it wasn't just about picking the right team which is hard enough and picking the subs and mm. formation but everybody wanted to ask you a question what time do you want to leave what do you want to eat 
these people want tickets who do you want to give tickets to so mm. you soon realise how hard a manager's job is and how much they have to take on board especially at a, at a level like Harlepool where that isn't just football related mm. and um, dealing with the media there's so much to do that's not what you expect the yeah. actual picking the team and, and the games that we played I really enjoyed and uh, I just remember the second time I was quite sad that I didn't get longer to do it because mm. I felt like we were sort of changing the players into, into what we wanted to do but it wasn't to be so again it's just something you look back on with a little bit of pride and mm. say that yeah I, I managed a football club even though it was caretaker manager yeah. that uh, I've, I've managed to do that and and as I say, it's, you, you take a lot of pride in that. Yeah, so as we come to the end, can you perhaps, I know you touched on it earlier, give us some more insight into what it was like to lead the team out of Cardiff in that 2-1 defeat to Wednesday, back in 05-06 season, please. Yeah, I think, um, like I said, the, the build-up for me was, was immense, I think. Coming from the hotel to the to the Millennium Stadium and, and just seeing the amount of people wishing you good luck waving flags mm. people holding babies up in the air and and you just felt you know this is something special and something to remember mm. um, I remember being in the in the changing rooms and, and Martin had, had asked us all to bring a picture in of our family mm. and we didn't know why and just before we were going out after the team talk he had them all pinned up on the board mm. and um, he said that's who you're playing for today those, those family people out there and all the fans that are outside yeah. and that sort of give you that real Goose bump feeling mm, mm. that do you know what this is a big occasion today. Actually going out of the tunnel, I don't remember a lot of it. I've seen the pictures and, and I do admit I did look pretty nervous at the time. Mm. Uh, I just remember the noise as you were walking down the tunnel. I think you, you hear the noise and the, and everything else that's going off. It was really hot. So you, the atmosphere when you're coming out as well was hot. Mm. Um, and I, I probably got everything wrong on the day that I could have done. I went the wrong way for the handshakes. I think I lost the toss. Um, but yeah, mm. again, it's just you look back on it now, and I watch it with my boys quite a lot because they keep telling us how rubbish I was at football, <laughs> so I try to prove them wrong. Um, and again, it's just pride. It's just your family were there, and, and and even though we didn't win the game, you know, we went up after the game into the into the lounge, and all the family applauded us all in. Everyone's family did exactly the same, and it, and it, mm. it just it was a special time for us as as people and as a team and as a football club. Yeah, well, thanks for that insight. I'm hoping that that'll come to the current squad in perhaps, well, it could be next season now. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> yeah I know. Thanks very much for coming on and giving us such a brilliant insight into your time at Pools. I'm sure the fans will love that. No problem, anytime. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans